With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Laurie A. Couture, author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing, Healing the Causes of Our Children's Acting Out Behavior by Parenting and Educating the Way Nature Intended. Welcome to the fourth episode of The Free and Joyful Childhood. On this radio show, we discuss attachment parenting, unschooling, natural family living, how the mainstream culture harms children, families, and humanity, and how we can create a culture of peace. My background is I am, I am of course, the author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing, I am a parenting coach and an education consultant at LaurieACouture.com. I have a background is as a uh, licensed mental health counselor, a former social worker. I'm a writer, an artist, children's rights activist, and um, I also am the author of the comic strip, The Hypocrisy Chronicles, which you can contact me to learn a little bit more about that. Uh, today's show is about we're going to be discussing why it's critical for parents to stand up to the public schools, to take the public schools back as taxpayers, or better yet, which would be the best choice, remove your children from the public schools and unschool them. Um, You know, today I was very, you know, every day that I uh, search through all the news reports for children's rights and, you know, especially regarding public schools and, and, uh, you know, sort of the damage that they do to kids and some of the just the, the shocking things that come out of it. You know, I, I see a lot of really upsetting stories. But today, I don't know, I saw two today that really, you know, really blew my mind. Um, they, they aren't today's stories, but uh, I actually got um, these stories today. One of them was a, a boy in Oklahoma City who had been arrested for having a Sharpie marker. And he was arrested by the police, but, but first at, at the sort of uh, at the bidding of his teacher who made a citizen's arrest and um, actually called the police because this 13-year-old boy had a magic marker. Apparently they have some ridiculous ordinance where you're not allowed to have a Sharpie. Um, when I first actually was reading the story, I actually thought it was a parody, something like from The Onion, you know, a joke, something that, um, you know, uh, <laughs> was was just sort of a satire. Um, but I guess that gives new credence to the uh, meaning of the saying, the truth is stranger than fiction. Another story that, that you can't really um, find a lot of humor in is that Mace, was being used on children in Birmingham, and um, this this is it's just unbelievable to me. Um, there are stories that just pile in day after day, month after month, year after year, of children getting 
restrained um, to the point where they're getting, you know, injured and restrained, not because they're in danger of harming themselves or harming somebody else, but restrained just on the whims of the teacher or because they're having a tantrum or, or maybe they threw something in the classroom. Uh, children who are being locked in closets, children that are being denied use of the toilet when they need it, children who um, are being tased in school, children who are um, being roughed up by police in school. Um, the list goes on and on. I, I, they, they all sort of conglomerate into one ball of, of sort of this tangled mess in my mind because it, it's just so upsetting to hear it that, that I almost can't articulate it. Um, but one thing is for sure, parents do not have to act helpless to this. So we have all of these unbelievable, egregious stories, you know, like uh, children missing basketball shots and getting paddled, or just children getting paddled in general in about 20 states out of the United States. We have all these horrible stories, you know, uh, total human rights violations. But what about the day-to-day stuff, too? Children being forced to sit at desks for six hours a day with virtually no breaks, children's toilet use being regimented, their ability to go get drinks and eat being regimented, the fact that they have to sit motionless in seats all day long, the fact that they have to take home this ridiculous busy work that they're not paid for, that they refer to as homework after six hours of being in school and having to do that in addition to the six hours at school. Then they have to spend, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to three to four hours wasting more of their free time. The fact that there's uh, cut recess or no recess at all, or just the fact that we call that recess, the fact that children have a need for physical activity. All of these just basic, to me, human rights violations that are on the continuum from the most extreme to some of the ones that people take for granted and just figure this is what you do in school. As parents, you are the taxpayers, okay? The public schools belong to you. You do not have to allow this to happen. Now, I have a lot of parents write to me on Facebook, write to me through my website, laurieaketour.com, and they just, they're, they're just, they're outraged. They're, you know, they're pouring out all this emotion and they're asking for help and they're, they're just sort of decrying the situation. But, but then there's that, that idea after, of, uh, you know, you know well, what are we going to do about it? You know, the school's too powerful. Parents, the sobering secret to all of this is, is that it happens because as parents, you let it happen. Maybe not you individually, but parents as a collective group. This, the schools would not, would not be able to have the power they do over your children and over you, over your family, over your family time, and over what you're going to do in your home and what your ch- children are and aren't going to do in your home. They would not have this power over your children's bodies, minds, and and even their spirits, their, their, pa- their, their passion for learning, if parents did not allow them to have that amount of control. Parents, I, or, I, I urge you to organize, in large numbers, to put a stop to the things that you don't like, the things that are destroying your children's passion for learning, destroying their spirit, their happiness, 
the things that are drudgerous, that cause all kinds of problems for your family, for your children. This idea that children have learning disabilities and ADHD, it's all a bunch of garbage. The schools want to subordinate your children, subdue them, so they're telling you your children have all these diagnoses and things wrong with them because they're trying to get you to do one thing, put them on drugs, chemical restraint. Unfortunately, the schools have been wildly successful at everything that they've done to be able to infringe upon your children's basic human rights, even their basic human right to have their brain not be bathed in poisonous chemicals, because the parents just stand by helplessly. You know, parents are outraged at this, but they don't do much about it, or they feel that they can't. If every parent, let's say let's say 50% of the school, your, your child's school, were to right now, all the parents, 50% were to get up and go down to the school and say, we will not tolerate homework anymore. We will not allow our children to do homework. Or you just, you know sort of a mild protest by returning, you know, putting a little sticky note on the homework saying we don't do this in our family and just we, we have our family time to return it. If enough parents did that and continued to do it, the schools would not be able to enforce that anymore. They could try all kinds of punitive tactics and threats and this and that, but you are the taxpayers. You own the public schools. You are the public. Or you could do what I would suggest. Rather than fight that fight and waste your time, what I would suggest is remove your children, whether they're in preschool or sixth grade or 12th grade, remove your children from the public schools and unschool them. Allow them to learn in freedom and enjoy. Allow them to direct their own education, how they see fit, how they as children see fit according to what they are interested in, according to what they're passionate about. Are you saying that your child has no passion for learning anymore? Well, all the more reason why they need to get out. It's absolutely desperate that they get out so that they can rediscover what they're interested in. What, did they, what were they interested in when they were very little? So that's my strongest and most honest, most authentic recommendation is that if enough people were to withdraw their children from the public schools and either put them in democratic schools like the Sudbury Valley Free School or the many other wonderful ones, uh, you know, that are around the country, I wish there were more, if parents were to do that or find other situations that are equally as free, or the best option would be to unschool, which is a little, quite a lot different than homeschooling, quite a lot different because... With homeschooling, that generally kind of encompasses all forms of learning at home, which could be a parent being just as rigid as uh, with the curriculum as the schools are. So it's not much different than being at school. It's school at home. Unschooling requires an enormous amount of trust in nature, an enormous amount of trust in humanity, in your child, and in just their innate ability to learn and be who they're wired to be, who they're meant to be. And this requires you as the parent to offer an incredible amount of resources, bring them places, take them places, help them be part of the community, 
set up a lot of times with their friends. Allow that to happen. Be a taxi for a while. Help them explore the things that they're passionate about. Then you don't have to deal with the school. You don't have to deal with homework. You know, life can be fun again. You know, how many hours of your child's life, first, basically the first, uh, you know, if, if you're a parent that uses daycare, the first, Pretty much the first 18 years of their life is swallowed up by public school. These are precious years of childhood that you will never and they will never get back again. And then at 18, then they're just expected to go on to, you know, college or job and then forget it. You can't go back and spend 18 years of, you know, in just total joy and freedom and, and uh, you know, regain your solitude and your ability to invent and, and create and explore and just revel in life to the same degree that you can in childhood. So how many of those years are wasted on on public school and their ridiculous expectations that have nothing to do with what the child's interests are often? Or if they do, if they do occasionally hit upon an interest of one of their students, then that's going to just be, you know, that'll be uh, gone when that lesson's finished and and that'll you know that might last a day or a couple weeks or whatever and then it's done and then you can only you know work on that particular subject that you you enjoy when they say so in in the manner that they say so 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 parents it is absolutely critical to stand up to the public schools um if if you're going to have your children there or better yet remove them and unschool them. Children have a right to a free and joyful childhood, and they can't do that when they're confined to a situation where uh, they're hostages, essentially. It's almost a, it's like a prison-like environment where every move they make is regimented and controlled and watched and surveilled. So thank you for joining me for this fourth episode of the Free and Joyful Childhood. Please join me next time. We don't have a set time yet, but on Facebook I will let people know. This is Laurier Couture, your host. Please visit lauriercouture.com to read my blog and learn more about my supportive parenting coaching services, my parenting, uh, my, my education consulting, and my book, Instead of Medicating and Punishing. Thank you very much. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.